I saw some video of the Finch reunion show because it was last week. Oh, yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Good audience shot stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Packed. That's hard to tell because it's House of Blues. So it's, I don't, I don't yeah. know what the size was, but I mean, it looked like, I'm sure it was sold out. So I think that's awesome. They ended up doing more I'll- shows. They did one in New York too, I think. So. Yeah, and I think they're going overseas. I think they're going to the UK. At, yeah, I uh, think they're pretty big over there. Um, but yeah. they said they're going to keep going and try to come back, so I don't know what that means. That's awesome. Yeah. I wonder if they're like going to try to write anymore, or if this is just kind of like... I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah they don't have a giant catalog, so... No, they don't. And I, after that sophomore album, did they have anything after that? They did one more thing, I think. They did like another EP or something. I wonder if it was on, probably but... different ne- members at that time, maybe. Yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, it so was everybody had... but the bass player um, <coughs> was on the reunion show. So, As far as I can okay, tell, so it didn't had... look like the original bass player. <coughs> 2002, What It Is to Burn. Yeah. 2005, Say Hello to Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And then 2014, Back to Oblivion. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't remember I don't that one. I'm gonna have to listen to that. I don't think I've ever listened. Yeah, to it. I never have either. Nope. Me neither. And then they did a live release of uh, "What It Is to Burn." I think. Nice for the ten year reunion. Yeah, they had a. Yeah, 2014. What it is to burn, ten. Yeah. So yeah, it is live. Oh sweet! I didn't even know that that existed. Yeah, and there's a really good live video out. of them from like oh two or oh three in uh, in England somewhere, like a full show. That they had. Is that the one where that like hate six guy uh recorded it like for YouTube? No, this is like professionally done. Like it was a like a DVD, I oh. think. I can look it up, I'll let you know. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, look that up and send it my was, way. It was a, You're right, they did prime. have an EP in two thousand nine though. I think it's at the Astoria. Let me look. Yeah, it looks like they self released an EP in two thousand nine, uh self titled. Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you the full video. Yeah, do that. Yeah, but it was good. I mean, they're all kind of fat, but other than that, it was fun. <laughs> Were they? <laughs> Except Dude, for the drummer. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it happens to the best of us, so I don't. Right. Yeah. Not uh, not shaming or anything. Not Just, judging. It's, it's what happens as you as you age. Dad bods. Uh, <laughs> but so I was on. That was good. I know. I was on. That's, that's good audio night. quality. You got to cut that. <laughs> cut it or keep it. No, I mean like just. Or do, I just I want it like as a. A drop like we can put that burp in whenever we want. Yeah, now that maybe that'll that'll end every show now. Mark it. Um, hey, we're recording now, so I know that's this, what this I'm actually saying. Might be part yeah, of the show. Yeah, mark. Um, what, what time was that? Uh, probably about three three minute mark. Yeah. Uh, so you, I was on Reddit that. last night, and I was looking. I was on the Pop Punkers uh, subreddit, and this guy. Uh, said, posted, he's like, last night I attended Finch's 20th anniversary tour of what it is to burn and felt compelled to write about us aging, emo, pop punk, post hardcore alternative music fans in our late 30s to early. That was 40s. very succinct. So, yeah, so that's the title. But, uh, I mean, he kind of reminisces a little bit. He's like, I first heard this album as a senior in high school in 2002. We would have been sophomores yeah. in high school in 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he was blown away by the album, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he says, fast forward over 20 years later to last night at the show, I noticed something while looking around in the crowd. 
that I don't really see when I go to shows of the newer, younger bands. And dude, this might hit you. This hit me a, a certain way when I read this. He goes, I could tell that an overwhelming majority of the fans in the crowd were hovering around my age, salt and pepper gray, thinning crowns, wrinkles, etc. And when Finch took the stage and played their album straight through, it seemed like all of us knew every word and were jumping around in the pit singing at the top of our lungs like we were teenagers again, mm-hmm. only a bit slower and not as intense. And then, um, which that hit me like right away. Like there's, there's moments where I feel like I could be going through a midlife crisis. Um, like I get a little anxious, like thinking of just, you know, 37 now and just a whole bunch of thoughts, mm-hmm. uh, race. Yeah. The thinning um, crown really hit close to home, <laughs> but, uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> he, He also wrote, and I thought this was interesting too, he goes, this got me thinking, what does the future hold for us fans of this music at our age? 40s are pretty much here, and 50s and 60s are inevitably coming. What will shows with this kind of music be like for us? He said, I thought this would make for an interesting discussion. And I think it would make for an interesting discussion. Somebody in the comments, and this is what kind of hit too for me. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, I think this might be it. He goes, this person says, we are the oldies crowd now. So it is difficult to accept at times, but it is true. We have seen our scene go from counterculture to mainstream back to relative obscurity. And now it has finally been accepted as a distinct moment in musical history, as evidenced by all of the emo pop culture stuff we see popping up now. And Mm -hmm. it's, that's crazy. So like when I read that, (coughs) I just thought back to like, you know, maybe early 2000s and like you know you look at your your own parents and you you think oh they're you know they listen to that 70s music and it's old and stuff like that but man we're now like our parents and it's well, just yeah. like well, it's kind of crazy like you can compare it to when we were like you know adolescent teenagers there would be those 80s bands that would like tour together and all of the people yeah. that were our age now were going to those shows to go see Poison and you know it's the same right. thing. It's just, yeah. it's cyclical. It's just a difference. It, it is cyclical. And it's, Cycle. it's the same type of excitement, you know, uh, that we have now that are, you know, that the 30 somethings back then had. And it's, I don't know. It's just wild to kind of come to terms with that, I guess. Like, yeah, cause sure. I still feel, and I don't know how you feel. I mean, I could tell <laughs> that I'm older at times. Like, I feel it, but like, my mind kind of tells me different at times. Like, I just feel like I was like, I'm still have that high school mindset, like still a kid at heart type thing. And, you know, big dreamer. And I still have all that, but it's like, it's just weird coming to terms with that. Cause I mean, it's true. Like we are like this person says, we are the oldies crowd uh, for the most part. Not, I don't think we're quite to oldies yet, but maybe Uh, definitely classic rock. Yeah, I mean, so. I look at, um, I don't want to be morbid or anything like that, but I mean, this might be the last time you can see a Finch tour or a Blink tour. You never know, like, you know, not all bands right. keep going and, into their 50s and 60s, so. Yeah, and not only that, but like, if if you're thinking of like a Finch or the used or the story of the year, like, if you want to talk about like what this guy asks, he goes, uh, what will shows with this kind of music be like for us? I think you're right. Because <clears throat> if you take the use, you take the story of the year. Uh, who's the other band I said? Finch. Um, 
they scream in their songs. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine 60-year-old guys singing and screaming like that night after night. It's just, it, oh, it won't mean, hold guy up. Guy from ACDC is doing all right. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he does okay, but I don't think, I wouldn't say he has like the screams that, uh, you know, Bert No, not and, that guttural. But I mean, even... company do. I mean, even <clears throat> 10 years after the use has been around, they've, ch- they've had to change their style, you know. They eventually changed yeah. their style. Oh, yeah. It was just not going to hold up. Yeah, I, I don't know this for sure, but I think I don't even think Bert screams anymore. I think he has the other guitarists sing or scream for him now. I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, those guys really weren't thinking long term, yeah. No. I and, uh, you know, they were kids. You know, the, the used was 19 when they uh, hit big, you yeah. know, so. Uh, Got to take care of the pipes. <laughs> Somebody said... <laughs> Somebody said, my ex actually squirted a little bit for the first time during the interlude of What It Is to Burn. <laughs> oh, that's good. That sounds like chlamydia. It might be, yeah. It, it might not be, you know, it might just be coincidence that, you know, the What It Is to Burn yeah. bridge was playing when she squirted. Yeah, yeah. it might have just been discharge, Brohim. Yeah. I've always said it depends what color it is, you know. <laughs> Texture may be the same, but uh, color can vary. That's true. That's true. Don't get me started on um, taste. I was, was going to say taste and, and thickness. Um, Viscosity is, is a better is word others. for it, really. You're right. I stand corrected. Uh, but yeah, man, going through all these, it's like, it's just crazy. It's crazy. And some of the bands, you know, you wonder if they're even going to, um, if they age well, you know, like Simple Plan singing, uh, I'm just a kid or perfect or you know uh, that, sh- that shit know. was corny when it came out I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> stay corny. all right let's get into the show let's get into the show i thought my simple plan comment was genius hey yeah. we'll save it for the show because well, you can you can re-say it because uh-huh. it's going to be new to the to the listeners all right. so i got it in the so go ahead and bring got it, it in the chamber i'm gonna right. squirt it all over the audience uh, I need to mention, for those of you who may be interested in helping support the show, for as little as $3 a month, which is less than the cup of your morning coffee that you're getting every day, uh, you can help us continue creating great scene-related content without the need for us to rely on ads that can distract you from your listening experience. So by supporting us, not only are you expressing your appreciation for us, but you're also letting us know that we're doing something right and you want us to continue on. So uh, It's only so- $36 a year, you know? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Only. That's the cost uh, of a new record. So buy our yeah. record. That's what we're saying. Yeah, it's basically you're getting a vinyl and a Starbucks $7 coffee. Yep. You know? Yeah, buy our, that, buy our that's album. That's the equivalent. Except I think we're a little bit more entertaining. And you get us week after week. So. And we won't burn your laps. <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, so if this sounds like something you'd be interested in doing, we do have a support the show link in the show notes. So go ahead and click that if you are inclined. And if you're unable to contribute financially, that's absolutely fine. We totally get it. Times are tough right now. Uh, simply leaving us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify would be greatly appreciated. And those reviews do go a long way because it does let other people who may be looking for a music scene-related podcast – know that we are the ones to be uh, listening to week after week. So if you could do that, that would be amazing. All right, John. Help the people find us. And speaking of subscribers, John, 
I think we should start the show off with thanking one of our newest subscribers in Tony Hoagland. Uh, I've already told you this in an email, Tony. Thank you so much. It really, truly does mean the world. I, I, I say that a lot, I feel like, uh, but I, I truly, truly mean it. You are helping us continue on, and we really do appreciate it. And thanks to all the other subscribers, too. We, we have quite a few right now. Guys, you have no idea how much it, it truly means. Like, sometimes it can be scary, you know, asking, you know, for favors and that sort of thing because you're afraid of getting shut down or rejected. Um, but uh, quite a few of you have answered our favor, and, and we truly, really do appreciate it more than you know. So, um, and it actually, man, I don't know how, how you feel, John, but, you know, just knowing that people are willing to to give a little bit more to this podcast, it actually gives me a little bit more confidence going into every show. And it, it gives me a little bit more of, of a boost, you know, when I don't feel like doing a podcast episode, just just knowing that we have those uh, supporters out there, it makes me want to do it for them and, and the rest of our loyal listeners. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks, guys. I, I really, really, truly do appreciate it. Yeah. And the positive um, feedback's uh, good to hear, too. Uh, even if it was negative that's feedback. That's the other... I feed on that. Yeah. Yeah, John John appreciates it. All kinds. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to bring up, too. Tell me so, how you hate me. Uh, what I do like to do is anytime a subscriber does sign up and I get notified, I do try to send out a, a personal email uh, thanking them. Uh, total transparency. It's me typing it, probably from my phone, manually typing it. You're getting an actual email from me. It's nothing that's you know automatic or anything like that. And uh, John, Tony and I had a little back and forth through an email exchange. Sex session. Uh, he did offer some feedback. Uh, not yet, no. Okay. Uh, he offered some feedback about some topics uh, we should cover and maybe some things we should offer. And I thought it was interesting that he brought up this one idea because I have been had been thinking about it for a long time. He said that we should uh, consider uh, getting a merch store, you know, for the podcast. Uh, he even said maybe even selling some Yeti shirts. I don't know about that, but yeah. uh, but we will see. I have been thinking about doing a merch store. We've had one in the past. It was fun to run. It was a lot of work to run. It was expensive to run. I learned a lot, and I know what I would do different. So I have been thinking about that. So uh, the good thing about having a merch store would be it would be another way for you know our listeners or any fans of All Punked Up. Uh, it's just another way for them to help support us. So um, we'll see. I'll, I will keep everybody posted. It is something that I uh, uh, am thinking about. So it was a very good uh, idea, Tony. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're not getting a cut of anything, but good idea. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll send you a T-shirt, though. Maybe. No promises. Mm. All right. All right, John. Sticker or something. Yeah. A used a sticker. Be one that oh, I buy. I've got tons of stickers. I'll get my own sticker. I'll get my own sticker. Use it for a week. Peel it off and then send it to Tony. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I think that's a good idea. I'm gonna apply it to my chest and then peel it off so he gets <laughs> chest hair with it, and then we'll send it back. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he might appreciate that. Tony, let us know. You have my email. Let me know if that's what you want, Tony. That's what you're gonna get, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>